our podcast today. Our special industry guest today is Derek Thieler. You know him from 100 episodes of Baby Daddy, but he has done an abundance of other jobs and work that he's very proud of, which we'll be talking about shortly. Um, I'm going to introduce him in a second. Um, Today, I sort of want to talk about passion and purpose and what's so interesting for actors, and if you all think about this, is your passion could be acting, but your purpose may be very different. Your purpose may be giving back to young children. It may be for gun control. It may be that you need a platform um, in your acting so you can give back in various different ways. So we're gonna discuss that later on today, but first let me introduce you to my longtime client, friend, extremely talented actor, Derek Thaler. Hey, Derek. Hi. Thanks for having me today. Oh, it's my pleasure. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing good. It's uh, it's after pilot season, yes, so there's how a are little. You feeling? I'm feeling good. I was I was pretty uh, pretty stretched, pretty thin there for a little bit, and now we've had a little bit of time to decompress. And I'm but you know good. what? Let's talk about that for a second because so many actors out there, either you have a flurry of so many appointments, you're coming off a show, and people think you're just automatically going to get another show. You're spread really thin because you have three or four a day, mm-hmm. and then at the end you're left feeling overjoyed that you have it, underjoyed that it was just you feel depleted. What is the feeling? Tell us a little bit about your experience. Yeah, the, my, my experience, I actually haven't had an official pilot season ever in my career since I've been doing this acting thing. and um, Because? Because I... I Worked on Baby Daddy shortly after I got here. That that was uh, it was you know picked up and and, and I I booked the show about a year and a half after being here, and then that went for a solid five and a half six seasons, and then I rolled right into uh, the next show, uh, New Warriors, and uh, we shot the pilot for that, and then I can't talk much about it, but for uh, for a few different reasons, uh, I was I was available for this last pilot season, and it, it was crazy. It was it was like everybody says, it's the craziest couple of months for an actor um, in Los Angeles, and I, I was having, you know, ten auditions in a week. I had to I had to prepare a hundred pages in a week and be several different characters, and that that's uh, pretty exhausting if you do it for a little bit. And how did you manage control that and mind control that and emotional control that? I I tried to just kind of stay focused on the uh, the prize ahead, which was getting a job, hopefully. And I mean, here we are sitting. I, I didn't book any of the pilots. I got really close to a couple of things. But I'm still feeling good because I feel like I went through a lot of work. I, I prepped a lot of those auditions with you. And um, I, I feel like I'm in a really good place in my career as far as my acting. And I feel like I, I learned a lot through that experience as well. Right, because even though you didn't end up getting one, which is to let everybody know just because you don't get a pilot doesn't mean your career is over by any means. Right. It's just the next cycle to the next opportunity. But being stretched and having so many different characters that you're creating doing that on a daily basis do you feel like it's made you more evolved as an actor definitely stronger i definitely feel like i can handle more uh i i i was nervous going in i was told that i was going to have to prepare you know up to three auditions in a day and that felt like a lot for me but while i was going through it um i i feel like i grew a lot through that experience mm-hmm. so what's coming up 
What's coming up for me? Um, I I worked on a superhero web show uh, called Ninjak vs. the Valiant Universe, which is going to be released next month. Let's say that again. What's the title? Ninjak vs. the Valiant Universe. Mm. I play Exo Manowar, mm. who is one of the most uh, powerful superheroes in the Valiant Universe. Okay. And um, it's, it's going to be a really cool show. There's a lot of effects. It's all about fight scenes, and that's really what I want to get into in... It's kind of strange because most of my career has been a live audience sitcom, but what I really want to do is action movies. Okay. And so I got a good taste of that working on this show, and I, I think I'm going to be really proud of it once it once it airs. Well, you'll let us know, and we'll talk about it to everybody. <laughs> How did you get started in acting? Did you go right from college? Did you have it? I, I, yeah, it's funny. I was always an athlete growing up uh, in school, and I, I never took theater class. I never mm-hmm. thought I was interested in it. I knew that I loved action movies. I loved Arnold Schwarzenegger and Stallone. And um, mm. those, those <laughs> were the kind of things that, that I liked to watch as a kid. And the summer movies, Fast and the Furious, those kind of uh-huh. things were always my thing. And uh, I loved going to the movies with my boys and high-fiving and sharing. Right. And that's the kind of thing that uh, drew me to to starting in this business initially, but it's a funny story. I went to school in Colorado. Okay. I got my degree at Colorado State in pre-medicine and nutrition. Oh. I double majored and I thought at one point I wanted to be a doctor or possibly a nurse or possibly a physical therapist. So that was my plan until my, my senior, the reason for that too, uh, the reason I was so interested in uh, in human medicine for schooling is because I'm a type 1 diabetic. Mm. So I wanted to learn as much as I could about my body and, and the way that it worked and, and how to uh, to deal with that disease. And uh, as I was going through school, my senior year of school, I took a senior trip um, out to Los Angeles with, with friends just for fun. And I wound up meeting some actors and producers and people in the industry and realized hey, wait a second, this is the job for me. This is what I want to do. I want to move to L.A. and I want to play a superhero in the movies. And, <laughs> and then you got on a sitcom. <laughs> and then I landed How a sitcom. How did that happen? It's so funny because I had no idea what a live audience sitcom was when I booked it. Right. I'd never watched Friends, never watched Seinfeld. I watched these action movies. And so I booked this show. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's, it was actually one of my first auditions with, uh, with my uh, current um, representation. Uh, they put me out on... Two auditions. First one, I went in for The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield, and I tested for a supporting role in that film with the director. That was my very first audition in L.A., first first theatrical audition. I did a couple of commercials before that. And then the second one was Baby Daddy. wound up not getting it. Second one was Baby Daddy. wound up getting it, and I was was excited. I didn't know what to expect. So you basically had two auditions and then went on to be a series regular. Two theatrical auditions. Miracles happen. It is possible, Yeah, but I I mean, you say that, but also, when I got here, I was an adult. I wasn't a kid. I didn't come here to party. I didn't come here to drink. Mm -hmm. All I wanted to do was hit the ground running and focus and put all the money that I made into acting classes, finding a better representation, and just taking meetings. And I was hustling. And I feel like that's a quality that uh, you need to have as an actor in Los Angeles or anywhere. You need to be able to hustle. You need to find ways to get in, find ways to uh, build your your resume and get credits and meet people and learn as much as you can. Which, let me just interject, which is my big philosophy about being courteously aggressive. I don't really call it hustling. I call it courteously aggressive. So, and for you, so being courteously aggressive for you when you got here meant... What? It, studying? It, it meant studying, t- taking whoever rec- recommended an acting class. I would, I would go. I would, I would see if it worked for me. Um, I asked every single person that I respected or admired in the business to lunch. Every single one of them. Mm. And, you know, 
uh, a fourth of them said yes, and mm-hmm. those people are, are probably still my friends. And, and I learned you can learn a lot from anyone who's doing the things that you want to do. So that helped me a lot, being uh, you know proactive with that. And then, um, yeah, so I, I wound up booking Baby Daddy, and I didn't know what it was, and my reps told me to go to a live audience taping to get a feel for it. So I went to my first taping of uh, Two and a Half Men, hmm. and it was right when Ashton Kutcher uh, became, you know, took Charlie right. Sheen's spot. And I walked in there, and I had no idea what I was getting into, and I was terrified when I left. Because it's a 200-person audience. You sit there and watch them perform the whole time. It's like a theater show. Yes, it is. And I had never done theater. So it was, it was something that, that I booked and I was excited about. And I was, it freaked me out when I saw what it really was. And then, um, then we got into it. And, and the cast was amazing. And we started working on Baby Daddy. And the rest is history. You get more comfortable right. with it as you exactly. go. Exactly. For sure. So, um, so you brought up, just let me just interject, you brought up about being type 1 diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you find that out as a child or in your adulthood? And do you use your, your, your voice as an actor now that you've become successful as a platform to help others? Tell us. Absolutely. That's, that's exactly um, one of my goals with my career. I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when I was three years old. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, my sister was also diagnosed when she was three. So we grew up with it together. Okay. But um, there was nobody in my world or anybody that I could see in the mainstream that I could relate to with the disease. Mm. Um, there, there were no actors who would speak publicly about it or talk about the uh, the problems they went through. No, no musicians, professional athletes. They're hard to come by. Mm-hmm. So my goal um, when I got into this industry was to be somebody that everyone could relate to who's going through the same struggles as I had that. as a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I like to talk about, you know, what I went through as a kid growing up with type 1 diabetes. It's a pretty pretty tough disease. You have to be very responsible. Mm-hmm. It's very important for you to have a strict schedule, especially in the past when the technology wasn't as, as advanced for treating it. Right. But um, I had to, I couldn't spend the night at my friend's houses. I couldn't eat birthday cake or drink soda or eat regular cereal. I had to, I had to eat foods that with very low sugar content. Mm-hmm. And that taught me a lot about responsibility as a kid. I had to grow up really fast in order to stay healthy. And so almost like you had to build a self-esteem that was stronger mm-hmm. because you had to be different. And I definitely, yeah, and I was different. And I felt that. And I there's lonely times when you're a kid and you have a disease like that and you, you can't do all the things your friends can and you have no one to relate to you have no one to to talk to about it and that's what i really want to do for kids out there and i guess adults alike who want somebody that that they watch in the, in the entertainment business yes. who's going through the same thing so that's important to me to talk about it and give back to the charities and also um uh, talk about the technologies that are available to those to treat it. So, And you're involved with any companies? Yeah, I do. I work with, I'm partnered with a, a company called Dexcom, and it's a breakthrough technology where um, there's a site that sits on your on your skin, and let there's an app on your phone through Bluetooth technology that lets you know constantly what your blood sugar is oh, instead of having to test your blood. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I'm really proud to be working with this company, and it's a company that I uh, that my sister uh, kind of turned me on to because she got was trying to get pregnant and she wanted to keep her blood sugar in really good control and uh, this did an amazing job so I started using it and now I'm I'm partnered with them and I'm really proud of that. That's amazing and I'm really proud for you because I do know other children out there that have gone through it and it takes a toll on their self-esteem. 
because they think it's something that they're labeled with that's bad, but it's not. You can rise up through anything and everything in your life. Absolutely, and that is also one of my main messages is that uh, being a type one diabetic doesn't need to stop you from anything. And and I don't want to let it stop me from doing anything and achieving my goals, which are you know being an action hero, being a superhero, playing one of those, you know. And, and it's always been a big goal of mine to uh, to be a superhero and wear the costume on screen and you know have these devices and 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 have this disease underneath it. That's so fascinating to me because it is like you're a superhero in your own life and that you want to be a superhero on screen. Mm-hmm. So the superhero for the kids. That's really wonderful. Definitely. Um, who is the most interesting person you've worked with or got an opportunity to meet with? Tell us. Um, I have met some really interesting people uh, in this business and not. Um, I got to shoot a an action comedy in South Africa. Um a couple of years ago called Shark Killer. And the villain for that film, his name was Arnold Vosloo, and he's the mummy. He's oh, from, from the Mummy franchise. Right, right, right. And he was such an interesting character because he's from South Africa. And he was, um, I guess, a lot of people hear about method actors and you read about him, but he, he was a method actor as well. And he was the villain and he would not break character the whole time we were on set. Not only would he not break character, but he refused to um, get in the ocean or on the ocean. So we, the, the movie's called Shark Killer. Half of it's uh. on the water. So everything we shot with him, we had to do in the parking lot. Well, of, why wouldn't he go to the ocean? Why? Because it was in his contract. I don't know. Because oh. he's afraid of it. He, he didn't tell anybody oh, what the problem was. He, he just refused. <laughs> probably. But he refused to get on the ocean in a boat or in the ocean completely. And... So that we, we had to find some really um, really unique ways to to work that out and solve that problem when he's supposed to be you know underwater or getting shot on a boat and it's it was interesting and it was fun to work with him too because he was pretty scary and there there's a moment in in the film when he's um, he's intimidating and interrogating the the female lead and I think everyone on set was a little bit creeped out by him because he <laughs> never breaks character that whole day. Well, I am a big believer in the method type. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I teach a lot of different things in my studio, on-camera auditioning and then privately coaching, when you're doing scripted material, it's very different. But when you're really creating the life of a character, I'm all about that because it keeps you focused and layered and deep uh-huh. and fascinating. You were probably yeah. fascinated yeah. by him. And, oh, I absolutely was. That's why you asked and I, he, he was my answer because his performance was, was really strong and I was impressed with him. And I feel like uh, I feel like I definitely learned a couple of things from him. So nice. Yeah. Um, so what's your... So what's your plan? Do you want to just stick to doing movies? Would you take another series? What do you want to do? Yeah, I. what do I want to do? That's a good question. Um, what I really want to do, I I want to do big summer blockbuster movies. Mm. I want to see the kind, I want to do the kind of movies that I want to see. That's my goal. And uh, I, I'm not in, I mean, I guess I'm interested, but winning an Oscar isn't that important to me. I want to, I want to do these huge movies where, where there's explosions and I'm shooting the gun and I'm getting the hot girl and I'm driving the sweet car. That's what I want to do. This is real talk. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you ask me what I want. That's you what know I what? want. And you guys don't know this cause you're not here, but his water mug has, um, superhero signature <laughs> Sup- on there. Yeah. Superman. Superman. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a huge comic book fan and, and those are those are the kind of things that I love and I want to be a part of. Here's what I love about your answer right now because you're being truthful to who you are. You're not saying you want to be this dramatically heavy actor. You're really telling the world the truth about you. And you know what? That's what it's all about. And so that 
that quality, that energy that you have, that's what you're going to put in to all those characters that you do. Definitely. And I, I found, um, I, I've been so fortunate and had some great successes in my career so far. And I found that it helps so much to put out there the things that you want. Talk to people about the things that interest you and the things that, that, that you're passionate about. And the more you talk about it and the more people see that enthusiasm, the more chances come your way. I 100% agree. I'm a big I'm a big vision board person. Mm-hmm. I have my classes do their vision boards and really visualize those three or four shows that they want to be on, those movies that you want to be on, those types. It, you'll bring it into fruition. It happens every time. Mm-hmm. Um, question. Do you, how do you balance a relationship with the um, crazy, busy business life that you have? Is that important to you? Do you like to do your own thing or um, do you like to have a companion in your life? You know what? I've always found that I've done better with a companion. I, um, when, when I'm on my own, I, I don't know if... I don't know what the, the problem is, but I feel like if I have someone who's helping me and reminding me and and reassuring me, that always seems to help because there's a lot of ups and downs in this business. Tell us about the ups and downs because well, right now I mean, people look at you and think, oh my gosh, you've had all the success, mm-hmm. but you have the ups and downs too. Well, yeah, the truth is no matter what level you get to as an actor, I've, I've found that there are always ups and downs. There are always letdowns no matter what, no matter who you are. And um, I, I'm not saying that I'm on top because I, you know, I'm very, I'm very proud to be where I am. But there's a lot of people doing the things that I want to do. And um, how do you deal with those ups and downs? So if you're down, what do you do to get yourself back up? Well, because I have a those... dog. Okay, good. <laughs> I have a dog. I like to go home to and pet a lot. And <laughs> and like we just touched on the relationship thing, I think it's really important to, for me especially, to have somebody who's there supporting you. And um, and as far as uh, maintaining the relationship with the business side of it, I, I I also think it's important to have a healthy conversation with whoever you're with about the things that are important and the and the things that you might have to give up. Maybe it's vacations. I haven't been on a vacation in in three or four months, and I've booked one four times, and I just have to keep keep canceling it and uh, and and you know putting work first. And I think that's really important for, uh, especially being in the beginning part of your career in a relationship, it's important to put those opportunities first because you got to make the most of them. But always book that vacation because then but, you'll have to cancel that vacation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And th- there comes a time when you're going to have to go no matter what, even if you're missing you know, some opportunity. But if, if you're testing for a show, you can't go. It's just how it is. You well, know? you're setting your priorities because you want to setting rise up that ladder of success. Setting priorities is exactly the way you sh- I should say it. Who, um, who are a couple of actors that you want to sort of emulate or do you think about or you like their work Yeah, um, that sparks I mean, you? I've got a couple of quick answers. Um, the Rock, first of all, is like my hero. I, that makes sense for your path. That yeah, for sense. my for, for I mean he he started with seven bucks in his pocket when he got cut from the NFL and then he started doing the wrestling thing. I didn't know that. Yeah, and and now look at him. He's he's the most you know the most well paid actor on the planet, which uh, which is really awesome. And he's also well liked by everyone. I, I had a chance to meet him once uh, a couple of years ago, and I I was on set with him and. Um, 
He had 30 minutes to get this shot done. Everyone's always scrambling for the rock because he has no time. But you know what? After he got his whole shot done as a true professional, he still took time to take a picture with every single person that was in that room. Beautiful. So he left a great impression on everybody who ever sees him, from, mm-hmm. what, from what I've heard, including me. So I've got a lot of respect for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, people like uh, Chris Pratt as well. I get compared to him a lot that I look like him. Um, and he's really doing exactly what I want to do right now. He's, I've got so much respect for him. He's, he's uh, very talented. And um, you know he's in Jurassic Park and Guardians of the Galaxy. Those are like the two, the two movies, franchises right. that I would do anything to get into. So uh, I, I you like... you will I, I like putting it out there. Yeah, so as far as emulating uh, a career... His and then another guy I got a lot of respect for is Tom Cruise because mm-hmm. he does an amazing job uh, and something a, a part of the business that I've always been completely fascinated with is the stunts mm. and this guy does all of his own stunts he's jumping out of planes he's flying helicopters it's absolutely incredible if you look at some of these behind the scenes movies for Mission Impossible so I I have a lot of respect for that man too and someday would like to do some really cool outrageous stunts on my own now do you have to train for those stunts i guess you do oh for, for sure. sure yeah 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 i didn't know he did all his stunts. he does everything on his own when it comes to motorcycles or flying helicopters even he does that i did not know that yeah so uh it's cool and, and and like i said i've been fascinated i was working with stunts right when i landed here before um i had any credits i was in a stunt academy and i did a couple of like a couple of tv shows where i was just the, the thug getting beat up and I actually had such a good time doing that. And now, most of the time, when I'm doing a stunt sequence, I I prefer to try to get it to try to do it myself if I can handle it. Mm-hmm. And that's probably my favorite part of the business. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, so, question: Can you tell us uh, like a secret about yourself that no one knows that you keep maybe close mm. to your mom or someone private? Anything that's going to let us in. A secret about myself that nobody knows. Mm. Play the music. Uh, <laughs> gosh, I wish I, I wish you would have prepped me on this one because I, I, I have a hard time thinking of something. Um, one of my most embarrassing moments in okay, my whole let's life. Okay, go with that. Like, this probably doesn't really influence my day-to-day acting life. But I, during my driver's test, when I was 16 years old, I was so nervous... I, I guess I was 15. I peed my pants during the driver's test. In the seat? In the seat of my car. My mom Suzuki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was, that was something that like every time someone asks me, like when I was the most embarrassed, that's the first thing that comes to mind and I never ever talk about it. So there you go. That's a first for sure. That, and you heard it here. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I thought people were laughing about that. <laughs> because everyone does have embarrassing moments. But when you come back again, I'll ask you about the secrets. Okay, and, yeah. Because everyone has them because it fuels you. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be like a deep, dark thing. It just could be something that you just don't talk about, you know? Yeah. You don't worry. Don't stress about I'm try- that. I'm trying to still think of something that, that I carry with me constantly that nobody knows. But I'll have to get back to you on that Okay, one. that's fine. Did anything crazy that you ever do in auditions that you risk in the room? Do you feel like you're a risk taker in your auditions? Or do you play it safe? Or you just set what you're going to do and go for it? That's a good question. Um, you know, that question, I'm going to go like half and half. There, mm-hmm. there are some moments where, um, or, or, you know, even sometimes it's authentic in the room where you don't have a plan mm-hmm. and something happens and you just decide to go for it. And, you know, and sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But I, I, I'd say I, I kind of ride the fence on that question when it comes to making a bold choice that no one else probably did or... Um, 
going with you know the, the, the what's written on the page. Well, I do have to say this because I do work with you on a lot of your auditions mm -hmm. and you take what's on that page and you do make it your own. So it's always going to be slightly bold because it's your statuesque, strong personality. Yeah. Whatever and, you're bringing and, to and it. touching on that, we, we do work together for uh, several, a lot of audition coachings, but I think it's so important to uh, read the script and get invested in the character and make your own choices even before you work with somebody else mm -hmm. on it. Like before For I come sure. to you, I try to make sure that I do make it my own because I, um, I, I feel like for me, it's a stronger performance if it feels like me. 100% that is my philosophy if you're not bringing yourself to the material you're not telling a truthful story yeah you have to bring your personal to the imaginary world and the world on that page yeah and it makes it so story. much stronger that way it makes it so much stronger now when you work on your things when you go in the room do you rehearse it at home you invest quite a lot of time in each one mm -hmm. and when this is for people auditioning do you structure exactly where you're gonna look what you're gonna do behaviorally what your thoughts are over um, and over again, correct? The thoughts, most definitely. The looks, a lot of times I work with you on that. Right. I, I have an idea or a plan before we come in about where things are or what looks the best for the camera because it is important to make sure that everything plays well to the camera. But as far as the thoughts, I, I try my best to do my best with the words and, and create, uh, create a real scene that I can keep doing over and over and feeling over and over uh, on my own before I get to you. What would some advice would you give to new actors who are listening who just want to know how to get started? Mm -hmm. What would you tell them? Um, what is What was your term for not hustling, but... Uh, being courteously aggressive. Being courteously aggressive is important. I, I think... Um, but like the training... Yeah, yeah the training. I, I think an, another important uh, part of, of, of the pie to becoming successful as an actor is being somewhere there's opportunity. A lot of people all over the country or online ask me um, advice for if they, they want to be an actor and advice for them. And I always say, go to LA or New York because that's where the opportunities are. That's where you're going to learn as much as fast as possible because um, you need to, what is it, creatively... Be courteously aggressive. Be courteously aggressive <laughs> and get out there and, and learn things from people who are in the position you want to be in. So you so let's just do a step by step. So yeah. Los Angeles or New York, uh -huh. get into a good training program somewhere. Definitely something that works for you and um, and you know that you're learning something from. You don't want to be comfortable when you're when you're taking an acting classes, and you should try multiple things until you you find something that really really grounds. It gives you a foundation, definitely, so you can sculpt your own material mm -hmm. and then make. Possibly, I'm giving you what to say, but yeah. connections. Connections, yeah, and that, that's that's a very important part of this business is meeting people and learning from people and asking them for knowledge. And no matter how high they are, up, no matter what accomplishments they have, whatever what successes they have, people love to share knowledge and people love to talk about what they've been through. And I feel like that's such an important part of um of growing yourself is is learning from others and when you get intimidated by others or feel like you didn't do as well as you can how do you process that do you go work out do you just rise back up do you have that ability i, I like to work out i like to work out and i go and throw some weights around and i feel much better if i feel like i had a rough audition or or something didn't go right or i didn't get that part that i was you know i was dying for whatever it is um 
working out and getting a really good sweat on always because seems you to have help. to like rise back up on yeah. a daily basis for actors you, you have to get back level up your career is at absolutely and and whatever level you're at there's going to be a moment where you're going to be let down and you have to come back from that and that's just a mindset you have to kind of put yourself in at all times if you choose this career you have to be ready for a disappointment and to come right back and find your way to bounce back from that and be your best self for that next audition. And who are the people that gave you that self-esteem, that helped you have that core self-esteem? Definitely starts with my parents. Um, my parents were amazing. They're, they're very loving, still together. My dad was a military man and a firefighter his entire life. So he's, he's been through a lot. He's seen through a lot. He's seen a lot. And, um, and I feel like I have a lot of strength from them, you know, growing up in a, in a humble, modest home. And, um, and not being in the Hollywood glam until I was an actual adult and ready for this. Right, because then you can, you have a, a basis of a love. I, I, have, I have a, yeah, I have my personality. I know who I am. I knew who I was before I landed here. And I felt like um, that helped me a lot to push forward and make the right choices for my career. Because there is a lot of pain, even though that, you know, Derek has had quite a lot of success. There is... The, you have those moments where you think, oh, it's over. I'm mm -hmm. not going to work again. <laughs> Do you ever have those moments, honestly? You might not, but you could. Um, the moments where I'm not going to work again, I don't allow myself to have that exact feeling. I, okay. I think to myself, how are you going to get come back from this and make it work? Because I, I, I guess it's all about the mindset with that. And with me, I never have the feeling, well, that's it. I'm not an actor anymore. I might as well do something else because that's just not an option for me. So you do know that it's always an open door. One opportunity doesn't happen, then it's another opportunity yeah. is going to happen. You know, yeah, even if the opportunity, the next opportunity isn't that huge seven movie deal where I'm making millions of dollars, it's going to be acting. It's going to be being somebody else. And this is the job that I truly am passionate about and I know that I'm here for. And what do you think you want to give back in your acting? When mm -hmm. you're taking on roles, is there a core piece of you that you just want to inspire somebody? Yeah, I, I always gravitate no matter what, when I'm reading a book, when I'm watching a film, I always feel like I relate to the hero in the story. <laughs> and um, So you want to save people. I want people to be inspired by my characters. Mm. I want people to see what I'm doing and be able to somehow relate it to themselves and feel like they can rise up and overcome whatever But what adversity. are you doing? You're giving what? Uh, Power? Self-esteem? Power, self-esteem. Um, dreams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. I, I, I want... I want to be proud of what I'm doing, and I want to. I, I want people to have fun when they see what I work on. I want. I want people to have a good time. I like. I said the movies I want to see is where I go and we're hooting and hollering and high fiving each other <laughs> when there's a huge explosion. I want to be the guy in the so explosion. So you want to give back a, an essence of inspiration. Life is wonderful. Yeah, and, and joy, really, joy, joy, and really cool action sequences. Like I. <laughs> I, I, I want people to be, uh, you know, like say, wow, that was cool. Did you see that? And I want to be the guy on screen. That's what I really want. You're so wonderful. Okay, last thing. What is that one little thing of advice that you would tell people out there right now um, that they can do when they're feeling a little bit lost in this industry? What would you say to them? Um, my, my main point of advice that I give anyone no matter what career they, they have is try to be positive. There's always something positive in every scenario and you can, you can, it's, 
your attitude is so important with how you handle situations. And I feel like if you take the positive route, it never hurt anybody. And I think that I think that people need to remember that. There's people who complain a lot. And I think that Great. if you changed your attitude just a little bit into a moment or into an attitude that's a little bit more um, um, grateful and um, and and happy and, and positive about about the situation that you're going through or a situation that's coming up or whatever it is, I think that if you just adjust your attitude just a little bit, I think it can greatly improve your happiness. And. And ability to and ability to, to be achieve, successful to be successful. Yeah, Derek, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank I you for really having me. Appreciate your time and love your talent, and I love you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you.